0: All right. Hello everyone. This is the late morning program. Not really in the morning, but uh, not the late morning either, quite in the evening, but uh, this is the late morning program with Namras. Um, I'm Namras, your host, and I'm here with uh, His Grace Vaisheshika Prabhu, who uh, is a, a wonderful book distributor, guru, uh, devotee in ISKCON for of many, many years, 40 plus years And we're gonna talk a little bit about, um, the title of this talk was uh, the relevancy of marathons in this day and age. Marathons being book marathons. Um, In the history of ISKCON, there have been marathons during Christmas time, during summertime, when uh, devotees would put an extra push to go out on book distribution. So um, I'm just going to talk a little bit about uh, this with Prabhuji. Uh, but I wanted to start out by asking Prabhu, um, how did you join Krishna Consciousness?
1: Oh, thanks for asking. Well, first, I offer my respects to my spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, to you, Prabhu, for your wonderful show, and being <laughs> such a nice devotee, and uh, to everyone who's listening, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Well, I, I started off as a seeker in my teens in high school. I was looking for something, and I, I found it when I got one of Srila Prabhupada's books. And that really inspired me, uh, the, the medium of the book. Uh, you know, I grew up around books. My parents were academics. And, but when I got uh, Srila Prabhupada's books and I felt the presence of the great teachers of bhakti and the spiritual world, then uh, I I just felt, ever I feel ever indebted to that experience I had in coming in contact. So I have a love for books and especially for Srila Prabhupada's books. Wonderful. So I came to Krishna Kanja, I just I, I signed up for it uh, before I quit high school and my parents somehow or other let me.
0: Wow, how many years has it been?
1: I joined in 1973 in San Francisco.
0: Wonderful.
1: So whatever that is to now 47.
0: Wow. Wonderful.
1: And if you could
0: tell us a little bit about the history of marathons, like what is the marathon? Like I kind of touched on what it is, but like a little bit more about the history of it and Srila Prabhupada's relationship with it.
1: Well, marathons, I mean, just in general, uh, human beings are motivated to hit goals. And I, I noticed walking by a basketball court every morning and every evening, uh, it's a one in my park nearby, I take a brisk walk morning and evening, there's always somebody out there playing. And I just noticed that it's a natural tendency for humans to try to hit a target. You know, if you just dropped in from another planet and you look at people throwing a ball through a hoop over and over again, and obsessed with it, uh, you start to think, oh, what are the nature of these people, these humans? (laughs) Mm. Give them a net, give them a hoop, give them anything and they'll go for it. And humans have been running marathons uh, for millennia, really uh, trying to outdo themselves, see if they can go a little faster, measuring how, how long it takes and seeing how much they can endure. I mean, it's just part of the human nature to say, you know, how much further can we go? How much faster can we go? And so forth. So I think it's, it's a natural tendency for people to want to test themselves. Now, mm. as far as the book marathon, that started spontaneously. That happened in uh, Los Angeles. I believe it was around 1970. And the devotees there were trying to please Prabhupada by distributing his books. And around Christmas time, they found that it was a really lucrative time to be out. and all of them stayed out. That is all the devotees who went out to distribute books stayed out longer thinking that I'll be the last one back. And as each one came back, they found out others stayed out longer than they did. Mm -hmm. And when finally they all came home on that day, you know, by midnight, they were all together again and they counted up how they did and they recounted their stories. They realized that they were all experiencing the same kind of Fire uh, that they wanted to do more. They wanted to go stay longer. Hmm. And that turned into a, um, you know several days where uh, everyone went all out, and then they gave the scores to Shula Prabhupada, who was simply amazed. It was it was a quantum leap and a breakthrough for ISKCON. Hmm. So that kind of became institutionalized after that. I'm not in a bad way. I'm just saying it. It you know it started spontaneously, and everyone. know sometimes when something happens a breakthrough then it sticks right and that happened in iscon
0: right right so then, so you're saying like that Srila Prabhupada, like i remember hearing stories of silla Prabhupada saying like reading the scores and and feeling like he says was saying like this is giving me life to see all these books going out uh so then I, i i guess like devotees to really picked up on that. his disciples picked up on that and and wanted to continue to please him in that way and, and continue doing that book distribution. So even after his departure, these marathons were still going on, right?
1: Yes, Namras Prabhu. In yep. fact uh, the newsletter started off uh, in the in the mid 70s. A devotee named Shrutadev Prabhu had uh, had this idea. He said, well why don't we measure what we're doing? There's a concept and you know, maybe we can do better. It was really wow. a smart idea. right? And so he started this newsletter and there were there were dozens of uh, communities around the world that were distributing books at the time, but only a couple of them were reporting. Mm-hmm. But then uh, after a few tries, uh, sending the newsletter to Prabhupada and then asking Brahmananda to hand it to him, make sure he said, then Prabhupada noticed it. And he wrote personal letters to Shruti Dev and then to the whole society saying, uh, I want everyone to to, I'm I'm reading these and I want everyone to uh, to report. Wow. And they did. Wow. Wow.
0: My question for you now is um, the our culture now is very much like a visual culture Uh, and people respond more to like uh, media in the sense of videos and things like that. And so do people actually like, what is the um, how do people relate with books today? Like, do you do you take that into account when you're when you're like kind of uh, enthusing people to go out and distribute books and go on the marathon?
1: Well, in general, Namras Prabhu, that uh, human beings have a love affair with books. It's mm-hmm. been there since the time immemorial. There's. I write about this in my book called Our Family Business. I give a little history of the book. Humans have been trying to write on surfaces. They wrote on rocks. They wrote on shelves. Mm -hmm. Then when somebody invented paper, they wrote on paper, and then they bound it together. And uh, humans have not given up on books. This is is, uh, an empiric fact. It's something that has been uh, studied carefully and is studied regularly because it's a huge, huge industry. Uh, there are demographics, sections of people who prefer other medium, uh, other media that is, and uh, you know they relate to certain things. But yes, I talk a lot about the uh, in general how people can relate to books. We also offer ebooks. And especially during this pandemic, when we've been locked down, we right. found out innovative ways to offer people books electronically. but they oh, right. they have not in the industry in general, that is ebooks replaced paper books nor have people really lost their love for, for the book there's something about it isn't that uh, aesthetically when you hold yeah. a book in your hand that you can't replace yeah yeah you sure. like you know people carry them around and and cherish them yeah uh, how did
0: the how did the technique of book distribution develop in the sense of First, you know, Shila Prabhupada said to go to distribute these books. But how did it become where where uh, you were, you know, the from from the giving out one book, it turned into like a stack of books, and then it was like, uh, you know, and it's still evolving, I'm sure. How book, and then there's different ways of doing it, like the um, you put out that smart box. And tell us a little bit about the different ways that how it
1: evolved. Sure. Well, Prabhupada's the first book distributor. Everyone who's read the Lilamrita or my book, our family business knows that Prabhupada started off the book distribution movement. And he set the example. He printed the books. He bought the paper. He put paper on a rickshaw and he walked next to it so he could save. And he went to the printers. He pr- printed it. He took it out. He went store to store. He went uh, neighborhood to neighborhood and offered his books. And you know, when I was researching my book, I found that Prabhupada went all the way up into Kashmir and went to universities. In fact, there were Muslim universities that already had Prabhupada's Bhagavatams. Really? Sold, yeah. Wow. He sold Bhagavatams to the Library of Congress in Delhi. And you, you and your listeners may or may not know this, but the first uh, before Prabhupada came to America, his Bhagavatams came here first. That's because the Library of Congress dispatched uh, several sets of his books. He sold 16 sets to the Library of Congress in Delhi. And then they sold to New York Public Library. Wow. When Prabhupada got there, they were already in the library. Ramananda told me that Prabhupada used to take three bus transfers to get up to the library to to visit his books in the (laughs) library. Wow. He was alone. And he said Prabhupada did that for entertainment.
0: Amazing. Amazing.
1: But I really didn't answer your question. I mean, starting there, sure. you know, Prabhupada sort of set an example that wherever you go, take books. So where was he going? America. So uh, what did he bring? Books. What else? Nothing, really. And he started off going around, and he would make samosas, and he would take books to bookshops. Like Orientalia already had books. Prabhupada did it himself alone by going shop to shop. And then, of course, with the book distribution movement, at first, there, were, uh, there was great enthusiasm for selling Back to Godhead magazine for a quarter. And then there were several incidents that where devotees broke through. And this is generally what happens is there's some breakthrough. So Mahatma Das, the great, uh, great uh, internationally known devotee in, in our ISKCON society, he's been an innovator and a great, great uh, book distributor since the old days. And he yeah. took a party in Canada. And they, you know, they went out and tried, and uh, somebody sold a book, Taku uh, Haridas, uh, to a person on the street, and they're, a big book, and everybody celebrated like it was the first time they ever saw it happen. And meanwhile, in San Francisco, you know, that happened also. Hmm. Uh, just sort of spontaneously, it happened, and they said, "Wow, it can be done." And then others like uh, Tripurari uh, Brahmachari, now Tripurari Maharaj, he Tripurari Marga, she was. One of the great pioneers who just uh, broke through and started selling 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 books in one day, big books. And these were um, shots heard around the world. They used to get passed around by telephone or by letter. And I can remember being in San Francisco when we heard that somebody in Los Angeles was selling 40 big books in a day. And we said, we don't believe it. It's impossible. (laughs) It was like <laughs> Roger Bannister who broke the four minute mile. You know, that's right, right. He had done it before him. And then after he did it, and everybody does it, everyone in college does it now. So, yeah. you know, things happen. Now, uh, just the last part of this, so you can ask another question. No, no, no. Please continue. Please. Uh, just, you know, Prop, but in 1975, he told us a group, it's uh, several of the team members from our uh, sankirtan party, visited Prabhupada and asked him about how to teach others how to distribute books. And Prabhupada said, just teach them to be sincere. Mm-hmm. And then he said, if you're sincere and they try, and he pointed with his hand like this, he said, then the master within the heart will show you how to do it. And he said, every every devotee has his or her own genius. It will mm-hmm. come out if, when you just try. Wow. So, you know, we've innovated over the years too, yeah. and you know, there, there are thousands of ways that you can distribute books.
0: That kind of, um, makes me think about, uh, some devotees, they think, uh, like, do you think it's legitimate to some, for someone to say, cause I hear this all the time, that book distribution is not my thing. It's just not my thing. I am I'm a, I'm a cook or I like to raise children or I'm uh you know I'm into kirtan or something like that do they have to feel guilty about that how would you respond to that
1: no I wouldn't feel guilty guilt is not a very um productive emotion usually but I uh, I what we've tried to do over the last maybe 10 15 years is um introduce people to the joy of book distribution i have a mantra you want to try it? Let's try it. Book distribution. Book distribution is fun and easy. It's fun and easy. So when we when we uh, started <laughs> our book distribution here in in Silicon Valley, you know, we just had a handful of devotees. We started uh you know in a tiny little house and there were some grahastas and some babies and you know it just we started in a simple way and we said how could all these people, devotees who are so busy, you know, do a little book distribution. We said, once a month, let's have a fun excursion where everybody goes out together. And uh, we had such a good time. We said, we'll do this once a month. And everyone came back and said, let's do it once a week. It's so much fun. And I said, let's not. Let's just do it <laughs> once a month. And then after a few months, they came back and said, this is hard. Let's do it every other month. I said, let's just do it a month. And then, you know, it it got ingrained in our community and, and became... Uh, part of uh, what our community uh, does. And so I've seen it in many other communities. One of the ways that we introduce what we call the monthly sankirtan Festival, which is a way to start so nobody feels intimidated, is I, I, uh, I do a seminar and I tell the devotees that, look it, we're not going out to distribute books today. We're just going to go out and touch the pavement. Mm-hmm. That means we're going to the spot where, you know, where you know, we... There's a potential book, but no book distributing. We're just touching the pavement together and we'll take a picture of it. And after that, anything you do is extra. And, uh, you know, no obligation, no performance necessary. I think one of the reasons that devotees feel uh, hesitant is because they feel they have to perform. Mm -hmm. And and what's going to happen if somebody says no? Well, uh, don't go out for that reason. Go out just to see what it feels like to go out out into the great unknown, into your outside your comfort zone, and see how you feel. And it it's actually surprises. It's an exhilarating experience. Hmm.
0: Why is it Why is it important to 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 you know come out of your comfort zone when it comes to like something like book distribution?
1: Well, all growth happens outside your comfort zone. When you go a little like if you're learning a musical instrument, you know you have to push yourself a little bit because. Every one of the human organs, this is scientifically proven, when it's not at a, in a peak experience, it, it, it goes in sleep mode, just like your computer does. Hmm. It goes to sleep. As a, I guess, you know, preserve energy. <laughs> our brains go down, everything, all the organs. And so, uh, you know, that's our tendency to turn off. So to make progress, you know, we, we do have to have some parameters to sort of challenge ourselves. Book distribution just happens to be number one. It, it's a transcendental activity. I mean, Prabhupada did it. Our acharyas did it, and it, it's very quantifiable. You know, you can quantify so many things about book distribution. Therefore, you can measure it, and it's something where you can create a challenge for yourself that's really easy to count, and therefore make making incremental incre- uh, uh, improvements on. Mm. Hmm.
0: So so you so you started this monthly Sankirtan festival and then devotees so this was in California and devotees love to go out and is it it's still going on there? Monthly?
1: Yeah. In fact, we started, you know, just with such small goals and I can remember Nam Prabhu when when I first, you know, we we started to get some momentum and I said let's set a goal now. Cuz the first goal was just to go out together. And the second goal was let's go to two places rather than one you know we split our six devotees to go in different directions
0: right
1: and gradually over the years uh through the monthly sankirtan festival you know now we have something like 450 devotees that go out uh we give over half a million dollars a year to the BBT those are you know receipts for book distribution wow. and uh it's the it's this right now if you look on the world sankirtan newsletter it's the top it's uh, it's the second temple in the world, just behind Delhi in the cumulative scores for this year, and wow. and that's just from a bunch of babies. You know, we got like 180 baby, 200 babies here, and they all go out with diapers on. Mm. We've even had a dog go on Sankirtan here named Yogi. <laughs> put a little backpack. Han Sapriya put a backpack on her on Yogi, beautiful Japanese dog, and he, he, she'd bring her along. Uh, to the Hari Nam, and people go, "Wow, what a nice dog!" And what what what's it? What's the dog's name? Yogi. What are those books? Books on yoga. <laughs> and I have one. Yeah, <laughs> Yogi sold books, so the kids here are totally rock. And I, one thing, you know, I know you have a beautiful uh, boy, uh, and these kids I've noticed, not just here, but in the UK and other places, who have grown up learning. The, as Prabhupada put it, the art of book distribution, they get a kind of education that you don't get anywhere else. So I'll give you an example. When we first... I, I first tried it, I took five five-year-olds out with me on, on book distribution, door-to-door. Wow. As we started going around together, I had I had some parental help also. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I went to this first... Uh, of the doors we went to i mean the kids were wide-eyed like wow this is amazing (laughs) we get to walk to people's house to talk about you know halloween they like walking around mixing it up with people but this this is something else in the first place uh, somebody was debilitated inside physically or mentally and it, it took them like five minutes to open the door and um you know we put the book in there for for this woman and somebody else tried to push it back, but the woman wouldn't let go of it. She wanted to hold on to it, wow. and it was it was a physical struggle going on inside. It was kind of like symbolic of the forces of good and evil, Namras Prabhu. Wow! And then all of a sudden, the door slammed, and the kids all looked at each other and went, ah! "Go!" <laughs> we you know, we just did something that was significant, and it touched my heart. Mm. And then we went to the next house. It was a nice spring day, and there was this woman outside. A suburban home with a white picket fence, as you might see in the movies. Yeah. And she was standing on her porch, and she saw me dressed in a dote and she saw these kids and the books in my hands and the, and in their hands. And uh, she, um, I stood outside the gate. The kids by this time were already inspired to, you know, approach people, uh, you know. And so they kind of burst through the gate, and she looked at me, and she said, oh, no, I'm not interested. I'm a Christian. And so by that time, it was too late. The kids, these five, five-year-olds had surrounded her, and they were showing her the books. They said, this is Krishna and a little cow. This is the spiritual world. And she was so charmed. She looked up at me, and I'm standing, you know, on the perimeter. She goes, all right, how much is it? <laughs> and I, I said, this is wonderful, you know? And then uh, Kameshwari, who heads up our our kids sankirtan program, there's about 200 kids go on sankirtan here, wow. and she she told us about the first time they faced rejection, and she had the kids and they were, went to a door and and the woman who opened the door was rude. It's very rare it happens, especially with kids, but nonetheless they they were dejected and they went and they sat down in a nearby playground and they processed it. They talked about. You know, so what just happened there? And what does it mean to us? How many people do you know, adults, Nam Prabhu, who know how to handle rejection? It's a hard, it's hard. thing. Right? It's hard, yeah. But when you learn it as a kid on book distribution, you develop this uh, maturity, uh, how mm. I deal with the world, how I process things, what to speak of, learning organization skills, learning how to communicate to people, seeing the the conditions people live in. I mean, mm. when you go out into the city door to door, you get a kind of street smarts you don't get anywhere else. So book distribution is edifying, it's purifying, and it, it's, it helps uh, young people become uh, really in tune with what's going on in the world. That's the real reason to go out on book distribution. Wow,
0: that's amazing. I've never heard that angle before. It's really, really cool. Tell us a little bit more about that. You said kids sankirtan about two hundred kids. Yeah, the kids rock. How do you? How did you? um, Like, what does that mean? So they, so they do the same thing like a monthly sankirtan, but it's like all
1: children. Well, we have one a monthly sankirtan festival. Our festival started off, you know, like once a month, and then it, it expanded. We still call them MSF or monthly sankirtan festival. Right. Generally, we aim for holiday times. So, like, we'll go, for instance, for Lord Niyananda's appearance day, and we'll have a, we'll have a drive uh, all the way up till that, and then we all get together, the whole community, and we offer the results of what we've done as a team. We don't, uh, we don't uh, calculate individual scores. I got wi- uh, weary of that. Uh, oh, interesting. A long time ago, and I also had a realization about it, uh, Namras Prabhu, and that is that. When there's individual scores, the ones that don't feel like they can do as well as others, they tend to not want to show up. Mm. And if you just say all for one and one for all, it's all for the team, then everyone will do whatever they can put in. And I really think this is important, not just in every community, but for our whole globe. Mm. That's why right now we're really working on the global idea that we're one global team and we're working together for this, for instance, 2 million Uh, Bhagavad Gita Marathon. That's what's happening, yeah. That's what's happening right now. It's happening right now, yeah. We're we're inching towards our goal of distributing 2 million Bhagavad Gita's for this marathon.
0: So the marathon is like the whole of December.
1: That's right. Actually, it started in Kartik, or a little before that. And we're going all the way to January 7th. Gives us enough time to distribute at least 2 million Bhagavad Gita's collectively as a global team.
0: That's amazing. And do you know at what point you are at right now
1: so I far? Do. I do. Really? Yeah. We're inching towards our goal. I can just tell <laughs> you that I have great confidence. Wow. In it. And that's amazing. You know, we're just coming off another success too, which was Bhadra Purnima. Oh, that right. On sec- September 2nd or 3rd. And that's the day upon which there's a full moon. And the Srimad Bhagavatam says, if you give away a set of Bhagavatams on that day, then you get the the reward of going back to the supreme destination. So over the last few years, we've had a marathon of selling full sets of Bhagavatams leading up to that day. And last year, uh, you know, we were stalled on a plateau at about 7,000 mm. the first uh, two years. And then uh, in Tirupati last, last year, I made a, a bold statement in front of the GBC and all the devotees during the GBC meeting. And I said, we will distribute at least 10,000 Srimad Bhagavatam sets for Bajra Pranima in 2020. Mm -hmm. And then when the pandemic hit, we thought, wow, how are we going to do this? But guess what? We ended up doing 24,000 sets of Bhagavatams for Bajra Pranima.
0: 24,000,
1: wow. See, we're not doing it. It's Lord Chaitanya. You know, you make a goal and you pray to Lord Chaitanya and you work methodically and he makes it happen. And mm. that's what our movement is. Mm. You take a risk for Lord Chaitanya, like an entrepreneurial risk. And then you watch as he, you go through the motions, you take the anxiety for it, but he makes it all happen.
0: Mm. That's I like that concept of a, a collective book score as opposed to an individual one. Because in the past, in in book distribution, like people who lived in ashrams, like for for me, I lived in the um, what's it was called the sanctuary at the time at the Bhakti Center. I lived there for two years, and I did two Christmas marathons and like two or three summer marathons. And to be brutally honest with you, Prabhu, I am a bit scarred by my by my um experience because it was a lot about. How many books is Namras going to do? How many book? How you know? How how much money are we going to collect? Luxury points are we going to collect? Uh, and so there was this real emphasis on on that kind of um, the, the 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 points and 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 then and that that became my my reality of it all the way up till today uh, about book distribution. So how do how would you change? that impression that someone, that deep some scar I guess, some people have, like me and, and like a, a a number of other devotees who, who have been devotees for a while and who have done the whole book distribution thing, how would you change that impression?
1: Well, first, got to do the mantra. Book distribution it's is fun and fun easy. And easy. <laughs> See? Don't you feel better now?
0: Yeah. I, I, <laughs> well, I do a little I bit. I do yeah.
1: find some people, in, in fact, some you know my old god brothers and god sisters you know yeah. from time to time say you know they'll say great great keep going keep going it's so like uh, and then but i don't want to go out i remember this and that and one thing is uh, you know sometimes have you ever had the experience like you know you're thinking about reading bhagavad-gita but your mind says you're like god that's you know boring you know yeah. why don't you look at facebook instead yeah. or instagram or whatever people look at nowadays and uh, and so but then somehow or other, you know, you sit down because your kid says, you know, like, come on, daddy, let's read Bhagavad Gita. So you sit down. It's like, all right. And you start reading. And go, What was I thinking? This is the nectar. I never want to see Facebook again, you know, <laughs> and I think that uh, it's easy to psych oneself out. I mean, it's an ocean out there. A lot of times at the Bhakti Center, when I stayed there recently in the last five years, yeah. I just when I'm waiting for an Uber or something, when I step outside the door, I just start meeting people on the street. And uh, God, it's so nice. You know, people, they're, they're kind of like just floating around waiting for us. I mean, mm-hmm. Prabhupada said, this was his vision when he was in Vrindavan. He wrote this poem called Vrindavanai Bhajan. and In it he says, the people are in their homes and they're looking down the road wondering when are Nitai and Gore going to come and save me? Mm. And and, then, you know, when we actually walk out into that ocean and start distributing, we go like, God, what was I thinking? It's so nice. Mm. So I I do recommend uh, there are some parameters to help everyone uh, get over scars or to get over fear to do it. And one of them is the party. You know, it's a Sankirtan party. So when we go out together, like in Toronto, you know, um, uh, Bhakti Marg Swami invited me up there 11 years ago and said there's tons of young people here. They haven't really been able to embrace the joy of Sankirtan or book distribution. You know, we missed a generation somewhere. Why don't you come up and we'll talk about it? And you know, I I came and met the most wonderful, intelligent young people I've ever met. And you know, we just we made it fun. We all went out together. We all pitched in. There was no individual kind of performance necessary, and we did what we could together. And then we, after a, a day of organized book distribution means we go to places where uh, you know we have already permission to be there we'll put up a nice table with a display I mean the first day I was in in Toronto some uh, you know really aristocratic woman walked up to me and said you know where have you been all my life I want to you know I want to do this and end up coming to the temple the next day and the devotees the young people there were in ecstasy and they were all together. And uh, some of the ways that we also make it fun is after a couple hours, two, three hours together, out doing Harinam and book distribution, we'll come back, have really nice prasadam, and we sit in a circle. And we all share the experiences we had. And so many people, they were, they'll they say, you know, I didn't want to go out. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And now my life has changed, you know? <laughs> I mean, it, it's so uh, together, it's better. And that can be done uh, it's very uh difficult to go out by yourself or you know just go out and uh with without that mood of of working for a team mm. so, uh, th- there are ways to to make it appealing and to overcome the scars of the past if you have any from book to two. yeah I mean, yeah, that's that that whole model of of all going out together
0: is 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 ingenious because then the the stress is not put out on the anyone. It's basically you do it as a team, and and you have, you're having fun together, and you're doing it. But that requires someone to organize that, and I think that's uh, I think that's a great idea. I mean, that's I think that I would totally be into that. You know, that's that's great. Um, another question I had was. Um, like all these books are going out. Like you said, 2 million, like you're going to do 2 million Bhagavad Gita's. We're almost to that goal. Like, do you ever think about, okay, maybe no one will read that or, or a small amount of people will actually read the books and they might just throw it away in this, in this kind of disposable culture that we live in. Everything's disposable. So, Oh, it's just a book and to throw it away. So, and I know people say, oh, a devotee say, Oh, it's a time bomb, you know, but like, How many of these time bombs are actually going to go off is my question to you.
1: Well, it depends on your perspective, really. I mean, if you read Six Canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, for instance, on the power of the holy name, uh, it always goes off. And Mm -hmm. it is a time bomb. You don't know when when the the effect is going to be there, but it's always there. I mean, Bhagavatam says, a person believes in fire doesn't believe in fire. They're still going to get burned. And I know some people, you know, Push back against this. No, geta secreti. Uh, don't don't preach that and things like that. But I, I, how can I help it? It's right there in the Bhagavatam. We don't. Mm-hmm. I wrote two chapters side by side in my book. One is called the Penny Principle, which is about how much benefit someone gets just from giving a penny, and how it always expands. Like King Sachavrata, he was there at the at the river doing some oblations, and then the little fish came to him and said, hey, help me. I'm in your kingdom. I'm going to get eaten in here. Why don't you do something for me? So he said, I'll Mm -hmm. help you. He just picked up this little minnow, not knowing it was the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And Prabhupada writes there that he got the Sakyata Sukriti. So lots of people meet devotees, whether they take books or don't take books. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta told told his uh, Dambas, not Don he's his, his uh, ashramites, you know, those who are living in the ashram. He said, Go out every day and at least knock three doors. He, somebody came to my door and they'll think, Oh, I should be, you know. You know, I'll, I'll tell you one story when I was uh, going, we were in San Diego, we were going with a team of devotees uh, to different shops, which is ecstatic. Uh, and we came to this bar and uh, we go inside the bars actually. Wow. And if you haven't done that uh, re- uh, ever or recently, <laughs> it's ecstatic walking in with with uh, gita's because what are they doing in a bar? Really, nothing. They're just vegging out. So when we got there, there was about four of us about to walk in, and there was a guy taking a breather, and he was uh, leaning against the doorway outside, and he saw us coming up. I was in a dhoti, you know, carrying books, other devotees with me. And uh, he just pulled out his wallet. I didn't even say anything. He gave me twenty dollars. And I turned to one of the devotees when we got in. I said, "Why did he do that?" And he said, "He he felt guilty." (laughs) (laughs) Prabhu, the books—you know—they are. uh, We we should do everything we can to always have a next thing uh, to connect people. That's it's important. But it's it is a fact that the books have a potency. And they always end up somewhere. And I can say that for myself. I got my first book from a high school friend, Richie Corsa. He brought me a Back to Godhead magazine. Wow. And he, he, what he told me when he gave it to me, he said, he said, this Hare Krishna took my last 50 cents on Telegraph Avenue in Berkeley. And you know, he gave me this magazine, bunch of bold people. He said, uh, I'm not into this at all, but I know you are, Willie. So uh, here you go. <laughs> he gave me the <laughs> magazine. And, you know, Prabhupada writes about this. He said, the book you sell might not be for you, it'd be for somebody else. Right. I, I'll just let me say one more thing about this. This is an important point you brought please, up. There's a doubt sometimes people have. Yeah. Let me share. May I share my screen for a second? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Please. Okay. So
0: it's just coming through still. Here we go. Okay. Let me make it full screen. They
1: can still hear you. Can you see this? Yep, we can see it. Okay. So first of all, we're in a Sampradaya. And what does it mean? A Sampradaya means to give the best gift, the most complete gift. And Advaita Acharya, and his methodology was to pray hard for Lord Chaitanya to appear, and he did. And his program was chan Krishna, teach it to others. Right, and there's a marketplace. He said, you know, we should spread it all over the world to every town and village. So, you know, we have this legacy. Bhakti Thakur praying also for Ray of Vishnu and Srila uh, Bhakti Saraswati, telling our Srila Prabhat. If you ever get money, print books and Prabhupada bringing them forth and spreading the marketplace all over the world. I know I'm rushing through these, but please, please
0: at- don't rush through them. Please okay. so you can take your time.
1: Look at uh, Prabhupada's first flyer for selling the Bhagavatams. He had three volumes at the time, but it says here 60 volumes wow. of elaborate English version. Wow. And it also says on this flyer, all over the world for scientific knowledge of God. He had no resources, no uh, money, uh, but he was his vision was big, spread it all over the world, right? And... Lord Chaitanya wanted everyone in the world to be inundated with love of God. And Prabhupada said, by printing books, we can actually inject our movement into the masses of people all over the world. And then he equated um, this idea of distributing books with Lord Chaitanya's plan of inundation. So there's a parallel there. Now, I just want you to look at this, Namras Prabhu, and sure. you can help out by giving some answers, okay? Sure. What's anachronistic about this picture, would you say?
0: What? What's what?
1: what is, uh seems to be out of place according to the time this picture was taken?
0: Uh, there's a book in uh, Lord Brahma's hand.
1: Yeah, and Rabindra saruprabhu who wrote the foreword to my book, Our Family Business, uh, told me that in his research he found that we are called the sampradaya of the book, and that's why you'll find Lord Brahma holding a book. Mm. see pictures of him. Uh, who's this, Namras? Dave. And what's he sitting there writing? Uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. Yeah, just say a book. A book, yes. And who's this? Madhavacharya. What's he holding in his uh, hand? A book. Correct. Who's this? Sri Rupa Goswami. What's he kneeling before? A book. Correct. Who's this? <laughs> Sanatan Goswami. What's he sitting there writing? A book. Correct. Who are these? Six Goswamis. And what are they holding in their hands? Books. Correct. Who is this? Bhaktivinoda Thakur. (laughs) By the way, what's he posing with? (laughs) Books. There is a pattern developing.
0: Yes, I see it. I see it. Wow. Who's that? Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Oh,
1: my God. What's he posing with? Lots of books behind him. Correct. All right. Here's our founder, Acharya. Srila Prabhupada, what's he posing with? Books. Any pattern? Yes. Sempradaya, the book. So if we look into books in general, and this is what I wanted to get to. Sure. Books. Here's books that changed the world. Common Sense was a book Thomas Paine wrote. It's still the, the best-selling book of all time in world history per capita. Mm. Everybody in the colonies bought a copy of his book. And according to historians... That's what sparked the American Revolution. Are books effective when they go out in mass quantity? Yes. Uh, Origin of the Species. Do you have this at home, Namras? Uh, no, I don't. Do you have it in your car? Do you have no. it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <do> you, <laughs> have you ever read it? Yes, I have. OK. Uh, in and in usually, large assemblies of people, when I ask who's read it, it's only uh, those who have pursued a certain line of education.
0: Right, I have a history degree. So there you I, I go. Yeah.
1: Engineers haven't read it, but I ask everyone, have you ever heard of the theory of evolution? Right. Everybody says yes. Why? It came from a book. So mm-hmm. books, uh, um, books uh, started handwritten. This is a sample of a handwritten book. There's a stylus you put on the palm leaf, and then you have to put it in the sun, and then it makes those impressions. Wow. Then came the printing press. Uh, th- that was first to print Bibles. And there's a market increase in Christianity all over the world when Bibles started going out. What to speak of Martin Luther? He had papers that were printed and, and Lutheranism got spread, right. Protestantism. And then uh, this is a picture of the first printing press. This the same brand that's from Cleveland, Ohio, that Srila Bhaktisiddhanta shipped to Calcutta to print his. Books. There were several of them in the mud. Mm. So here's the theory, or the practicality of it all. Books are containers. What do they have? Idea seeds. And human beings, uh, what category of energy are we, the spiritual side, Namras Prabhu? What category? We're tattastha shakti, right? Right, right, tattastha shakti, yep, marginal. I like to say we're open to suggestion. Right. Right. right? so when human beings hear something especially when they read it in a book it plants a seed in their heart that's why people have heard of evolution that's why there's you know economic systems based on books so there's a there's a a very um practical um element to this that i'm going to stop sharing here in a second you're going
0: to stop you want to stop sharing
1: yeah Okay. I'm gonna come back to you. Sure. There. I didn't do that on purpose. Can you see me? I can see you, yeah. Okay. Only problem is I can't see you. Oh, you can't see me? Well, somehow my uh, screen, it's uh, magnified. So oh. <laughs> just suddenly did. Anyway, it's better if I can just see you because I'm tired of looking at myself. <laughs> so, anyway, that... that books, when they go out into society, it's not a sentimental thing. And it's actually a strategy that uh, Prabhupada mentioned to us many times of how religious movements, economic movements, uh, sociological studies show that, you know, these ideas come from somewhere and the books are highly respected, then they actually make a difference in the world. Hmm.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah. I mean. I didn't know all those things. I mean, making that visual of like our different acharyas and then the books with them—that's very powerful. Like, I think you know, we kind of forget that. That how did all this come about is because of books.
1: Yeah, that's what that's what our um, foundation is really. What what would we be without the book? Really, as a movement, you know. And uh, in in my research, there was a a, a great uh, scholar who he, at the time he was the preeminent academic scholar of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, named Joseph T O'Connell. You'll see some of his writings in the Bhagavatamrita. He wrote the foreword for Gopi Pranadhan's translation of that. Oh, really? Wow. And uh, yeah, he he was very uh, he knew Gaudiya Vaishnavism history very carefully. He wrote a an essay called Institutionalizing Prema. Wow. And in it, he talks about how there's two institutions. One is he calls the soft institution, the other one the hard institution. So the hard institution is what we see: the GBC, the buildings, the the uh, chain of command, you know, keep things going, treasure, temple president. And then we have the soft institution, he says, are the books. And he said the soft institution is is more adept or more effective, rather, at, at spreading the culture of Krishna consciousness all over the world. He said, through the soft institution, Gaudiya literatures, we're able to transport the culture, which 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 means, culture means what, what's real, right, and valuable to a, a particular community. He said, you can spread it across time and geography through the books. And so wow. Prabhupada said, you know, even if the Krishna consciousness movement were somehow or other the hard institution were to falter somehow, he said you can restart the movement because of the soft institution. So obviously, two are uh, two complement one another, but the soft institution is not to be overlooked. Otherwise, what you get is a really boring situation where you're just managing for no reason. Mm. You know, we have to have a missionary spirit. We have to be going somewhere and saying, this is what we're doing. You know, that's the thrust behind it all right wow
0: that's 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 i like that concept the 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 soft institution and the and the hard institution that's like it's a like it's a lot about um relationships that people develop like you were talking about um following up and connecting people after you you um distribute them a book can you speak a little bit about that about how do you do that like if you're okay we're distributing all these thousands of books but then following up and and building that relationship, that repertoire?
1: Yeah. I mean, first of all, realize that for somebody who's open, the book does a lot of follow-up itself. So mm-hmm. it's a very loving way to introduce somebody to Krishna consciousness, to anything for that matter, is just give them the book on it. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. there are even sayings inside, what did, he's the guy who wrote the book on it you know it's like where's the right. book on this thing <laughs> right as i said in the beginning books are beloved in human society we depend on them uh, we have that chit shakti we want knowledge we want to put our f- head in a book and find out something about ourselves right. so how to follow up is well as an example uh, if you if you take the time to plan it out what is the likely trajectory of somebody who comes in contact as an example with a book and is interested in it you have to chart out on paper a pathway so that they can they can uh, make step-by-step uh, progress to, to be connected. And if you do that, you'll get something like, for instance, uh, again, use an example close to home at ISV. One of our devotees, Jai Madhava Prabhu, has spent a lot of time doing digital transformation over the last four years. And he's come up with a concept called bhakti uh, community. And there we have, and this was ideal timing for the pandemic, there we have a whole community with classes and seminars and everything uh, where you sign in and you become part of the community. Uh, you can pay a donation to get in so you feel that you know, you've qualified somehow. And then you can be part of the whole process. And so that's one example. Let's say somebody gets a book and then you also give them the information that goes with it and says, here's how to get into the practice and here's how to find out and ask more questions so one of the mantras that we have is always have a next thing to offer Mm -hmm. so every class you give every broadcast you do always have something where you say and the next thing is this oh okay so when you give them a book you know make sure to say like okay here's the next thing and you can be proactive too if you find somebody that's Obviously open and eager you can get their information and you know say let's uh we'll get in contact with you.
0: Mm. There's a few questions on the comment section that I'd like to show here. Um here's one from Satish Kalyan. This is Satish Prabhu is a friend of mine. Prabhu what is your suggestion for online book campaigns and how successful successful are you with
1: it? Satish, I'm glad you asked me that, as if we paid him to say that. (laughs) You'll be happy to hear that we, uh, we, meaning devotees collectively all over the world, uh, innovated during the pandemic. And we've, so far, in the marathons that we usually have during the year, we've tripled what we usually do. So how did we do that? Well, the first... First time it came up was our first marathon of the year. is called the uh, Bhaktivinotakwar Marathon for his disappearance day, which is in June. And so we always start around April, and then we really start ramping it up. And uh, of course, we were all locked down. There was shelter in place. We couldn't even go out. So what did we do? Uh, We started calling parties online. What's a calling party? So let's say you get on a Zoom. Satish has been in a Zoom room. I'm assuming, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know we live in there, right? So, so what we did, we we all meet in a Zoom room, and then we have we have lists of um, contacts, people to call, and so you could see all the devotees in the Zoom room uh, with phones. We'd have everybody on mute, and then over in the chat box, we put uh, links to Google Docs that have uh, scripts. And also uh, how to pay through PayPal, Venmo, and all that. And you know what we found out? It's much easier. You don't have to go out, get in a car, put on your safety belt, drive to the place, pull out a box. You, know? <laughs> you just call them on the phone. And did people take? Some people did. A lot of people did. We sold you know, more than 1,000 sets of Bhagwatams. We sold tens of thousands of, of uh, books over the phone. And some devotees innovated and did it on the internet. So uh, we do have courses on that Satish. Devotees even now, right now, are doing it and very successfully. And it's not um, situational that we're going to give it up after the pandemic, if that right. ever happens. We're It's a new pipeline, and it's really big. That's amazing.
0: So, like the, so this pandemic has been like a blessing in some ways for the devotees who are doing book distribution because it's kind of... Uh, you, you know they've yeah.
1: you've innovated now yeah that was our mantra at the very beginning we said never waste a good crisis and so we said we're going to excel in the pandemic we're going to find we're going to innovate way, and it's Prabhu it's been huge for the whole world wow. we're connecting with continent uh, continents you know we're on with russia we're on with india we're on with south america we're on with the middle east we have we're having multiple calls every week uh, connecting with hundreds thousands of uh, book distributors and we're every day i get uh, communities from different parts of the world you know croatia serbia calling up's like hey we, went, we want we won in on this you know count us as part of the global team wow amazing That's great let's see another question
0: here um Okay, this is from Ram Govinda Das. Sometimes book distribution gets a bad rep. Reasons maybe book distribution as a means to make a living, personal finances, or illegitimate ways of distributing or lying, etc. Can you speak on these topics?
1: Well, uh, you know, it's a form of a sadhana going out for book distribution. So just like if you chant japa and and you're you're very um Inconsistent, or let's just say more parallel with what the the question is. Let's say if you chant Japa every day, but you know you uh, you look at your phone while you're chanting, right? And you're disrespectful to the holy name. How many people do you know keep chanting when they do that? I mean, I don't know if you know any, but the fact is that if you chant uh, like that, uh, distracted rounds, you won't keep chanting. You won't get a taste. You won't do it. So book distribution is a kind of sadhana. It, mm-hmm. It's a heart-to-heart exchange of sharing Krishna consciousness with souls who are walking around in a body, and the super souls, they're watching the whole thing. And if, and if, you, get, uh, if you get condescending, you start thinking, I'm better than other people, opposite of what Krishna says to do in the Bhagavad Gita. Right. You know, he said, be a kind friend to everybody Uh, Don't think yourself better, you know. (laughs) Think be meek and humble, and all these type of things. This is the time to practice them, and so we go out to practice it. But if if somebody goes out and is um, is rude to people, uh, does it with a fruit of uh, you know motivation, what happens? They won't be able to continue doing it. So Mm. you know, really, we don't think of it as it's not a business. It, it's a sadhana. It's a very high sadhana to go out and meet people where they live uh, and where they work and who weren't expecting anything, any gift, and they get it. And so sometimes people say, well, what about asking for money in return? Well, the only reason that... L- let me just tell you what I tell people on the street. Like if I was in front of the Bhakti Center and I gave someone a book, explained it to them, i showing it to them and I say... Um, we don't sell it like in a bookstore. We only ask for donation. We don't need the money. The only reason we ask for anything is because it's an ancient tradition. When you give something in return for spiritual knowledge, it connects you with the previous teachers, and it allows you to enter deeply within the knowledge. It's, it's a principle called dakshina. Mm. And you know, halfway through that, people just stop, put down their back, absolutely. Wow, (laughs) you know the other way, like we're helping kids in Biafra or something like that—some nonsense. You know, the the person, the devotee who's trying to distribute is cheating himself. Hmm. You you cheat yourself of the opportunity to be straightforward and just tell people what's in the book, and watch the magic. You know, that's the beauty of sankirtan—you get to go out and just meet souls and and be really honest and sincere with them, and and that's that's where the nectar is and that's where the practice and the purification comes
0: i i um when you said like it's like a sadhana it reminded me of of i think it was in one book i read about book distribution like it's like in the mood of
1: the gopis yeah can you yeah. a little bit about that please sure I, I, that was it's in my book in the our family business and i wrote a, a section about that about the uh, Raganuga Bhakti. You'll find on uh, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta's um <clears throat> his uh, trade, uh trademark, you know, for, for the Gaudiya He has an emblem there and uh, and on it he has a picture of the printing press. The logo, that's what I was looking for. Sorry. Right. On the logo, uh, one of the items that's that's there is a printing press, and above it he put Rag Marg. Mm. So this is a very high thing, you know. Wow. So you know in the 70s one of the great leaders of the book distribution movement was Rame, rameshwar prabhu right and i mean he was he was and is one of the most enthusiastic people for book distribution and krishna consciousness that i've ever met and by far he was one of the leaders of, of the world for book distribution in the early days and so he was teaching in classes about how book distribution is in the mood of the gopis and why? Because the Gopis really are concerned with bringing others closer to Krishna and engaging them in service. And so it sounds very esoteric and Rasika. And so some devotees, um, Nandulal Dasi, she wrote to Prabhupada. We had the letter that she wrote him saying, you know, Ramchandra is saying this, this, and she paraphrased, you know, what he's saying, and said some at the time some devotees were thinking oh come on now you know what kind of what kind of sales motivation talk is this you know? <laughs> and then Prabhupada wrote back a few sentences it's there in my book you know he says yes this, this point that he makes about how this is lord chaitanya's movement in the mood of the gopis to go out and book it di- for book distribution he's, this is correct so, you know, it's an esoteric kind of a practice. Um, Jiva Goswami says, if if you're practicing Krishna consciousness, but you're not distributing it to others, it's as if you're offering ghee onto ashes instead of into the sacrificial fire. Wow. Because that's the principle that we work on is that it should be distributed to others, right? Mm and that that's the nectar of our movement Ram, namras i mean let me just put it to you like this i mean people have heard me speak on this probably you know heard this a million times but there's rice it's a good food it's a world staple there's dal it's a really good food i love it but when you put rice and dal together you get synergy 42% more nutrition namras Prabhu. wow that's in that's in jamuna's cookbook it's shastra so <laughs> when you have hearing and chanting and you also have some time at least once a month go out for five minutes and you know try to meet somebody you put those two things together you get super sadhana Mm. wow it's oxygen that's the oxygen of our movement that's
0: amazing i i love that i love that concept of that that it's like connecting people with krishna like the gopis wanted to Connect others with Krishna's service, not that they wanted to just give, you know, be with Him themselves, you know. Let's take uh, another question here. Uh, This is from Murdunga Drum. We got some uh, interesting names (laughs) here. When we measure how many books we've distributed, measure how many rounds we've chanted, or measure how many years in Krishna consciousness we've been in, we may equate this with measuring our bhakti. Uh, I guess. How do you feel about that, or what would you say about that? Is
1: the question? Uh, yeah, Madanga, drum prabhu. Uh, <laughs> this is a principle of bhakti practice. It sounds counterintuitive. Like, why are you so? You know, why are you counting everything? But it, it's actually a principle that goes back. Srinivasacharya writes about this in the, in the. Um, Sadhgoswami he says, Sankhya Purvaka Namagananatibi Kalava Sani Krita. So Sankhya Purvaka means they counted everything. How many times they bowed down, how many rounds they chanted. I mean, how do you feel when you see somebody with a, a bead bag that doesn't have any counter beads on it? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> we know we know you're just moving your finger back and forth. You know, you know uh, but you know, we count how many rounds we do because the mind is so crafty that if you don't count it, you mind ah, you know, I think I did, I think I did sixteen, you know, or you know, it doesn't matter today. I'll I'll make up for tomorrow. And you can go, you could skip a week, a month, a year, a lifetime. So we don't trust the mind. It's like a wild animal. It can come out any time and just devour us. So. The bhakti yogis, those who are in Vaidi Bhakti, they count everything. And the Goswamis weren't Vaidi Bhakti in Vaidhi Bhakti, but they set the example for everybody. Right. So what Prabhupada calls it is he says Sankhya purvaka means numerical strength. And the, look at has any if anybody's ever tried to do something like, let's say lose weight, you say you got to take 20 pounds. Unless you start measuring, you're not going to take the weight off. Mm. You got to count, like, okay, wait, not another scoop of quinoa. It's got a lot of fat in it. You know, it's like, a, a just this is how much. You know, you got to, you, you have to calculate. What gets measured gets done. And if you don't measure it, then you're not going to get that to that spontaneous level. Uh, you know, where you're doing enough so you get a taste, where you want to do it. Mm. That's why it's important. And counting books, it's the same principle. You know, there's no number that's high enough. Like right now, we're doing 2 million books. I was just talking to a, a, a gentleman this morning. <laughs> he wants to help do a billion books. Wow. And that's fine, too. And we will do that. But the fact is that that's a not enough. So birds fly in the sky as high as they're able, and the sky is unlimited. So we can always add more zero. But we're, we do it for what it makes of us to hit the goal. I'll give you an example. NASA they go to a lot of trouble to put a rocket up. It is actually rocket science. And <laughs> they do actually have to be careful about you know the width of the O-ring and is there any grit in it, because it'll blow up. So they have to have impeccable management and organization to get these rockets to go up and actually work. So do you know that all modern management that's taught in in the best universities comes from NASA? the management systems, they were invented in NASA under the pressure of the deadline of getting a rocket into space. So wow. what I like to say is the reason that we set goals in book distribution, like these big marathons, is what it makes of our communities to achieve them. For instance, right now, it's caught people's a- a- imagination all over the world, Nam Raspur. As I said, people are calling me every day now, say, I want in on this. How can I contribute? A God brother called me today and gave me $1,000. He just said, I heard you're doing 2 million books. I want to be part of it. I'm going to send you $1,000. You know, I got calls the the last few days. You know, everyone wants to go for it. And how do we do it? We have to use all our skills, and we have to find where the gaps are. Otherwise, how are we going to get to 4 and 5 million next year, which we have to do? Prabhupada said the purpose, he writes this in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. the purpose of the Krishna consciousness movement is to go on preaching unlimitedly. So what does that mean, <laughs> you know? We got to get better, right? We can't stand on a plateau or otherwise it's totally boring and the movement isn't even worth it at that point. You just start thinking like it's a bunch of problems. Everyone's got a different idea about, you know, how things are supposed to be and what you're supposed to say and not say. Unless you have a missionary spirit and you're going for that goal, Madungapru, uh, uh then then you know you don't get you don't have that combustion that fire that everyone's looking for the mission you know that we're going to do something good for people some pradaya give the gift it's amazing wow amazing answer
0: uh i love that i love that concept of that community you need to ha- like something that comes out of going towards that goal is is what is like the process to get there was that you had to, you know, rack your brain. You had to meet with other devotees. You had to, uh, you know, uh, you know, get everyone else together and have a community spirit. And that in itself
1: is like the amazing part of it. Yeah, the journey's the reward, right? And you know, the goal. So what? You made the goal good. We celebrate, but you know, have you ever like in American football? I, there's this thing called the NFL, right? Uh, NFL. I, I, I used to see it in the old days. So. You know what happens is they win a the team wins a um, I'm sure it happens in every sport the team wins a championship in America it's a, called the Super Bowl, so then the, the reporters are on the field and they and they come up to the MVP the most valuable player and they say, "What's the first thing they tell him now, Where What are you going to do next, or something like that? Can you do it again next year? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the guy just won. <laughs> Give him a break for five seconds, you know." <laughs> It's like, can you do it again next year? Are you still going to be here? And it's like, I don't know. You know, uh, and it's the same way with these goals. As soon as we finish Bhadra Purnima, it's like, hey, that's behind us. The second, you know, all the numbers were in, we were finished. We were going towards this uh, 25th. 25th of December is Gita Jayanti. We've branded it this year as a World Gita Day and 2 million Gitas. So we had to start looking at that. That means I don't have time for messing around, you know. And meanwhile, I'm growing old. And meanwhile, you know, I'm still on the field somehow by Krishna's arrangement. And, you know, the goal is to run out the clock on the field (laughs) instead of getting distracted. There's too many things, you know. I could have been distracted by the election or by, you know, this and that and the other thing. I don't have time. So it's Krishna's mercy for the whole community, yes. I really
0: admire that, that you're not distracted by anything else because you're so ambitious in, in, in this like spiritual ambition of meeting these goals. Like that's so admirable. And it's like something that I would like, because I feel like I'm so distracted by so many other things. Like you said, the election or like little kind of trivial things that devotees can get like distracted by, but a way to kind of focus yourself is to make these goals of, of book distribution. And I think that's brilliant. And I think that's something we can all strive to do because you're not happy when you're distracted or when you're like, kind of like half in and half out, you know, you want to like go all in because that's where the nectar is a cliched thing. That's where the nectar is.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's the point. That's the point. That's what our movement is. It's that, it's that real, um, that feeling that we're going somewhere. Uh, otherwise, why do you call it a movement? You know, what puts the move in movement? You got to be going somewhere.
0: Hmm. Yes. Uh, another question. Um, this is from Ashwin. I've noticed in the last few years that devotees in North America are trying to distribute books, especially Shima Bhagavatam sets, by playing on Indian nationalist sentiments rather than emphasizing the spiritual message.
1: Would love to get His Grace by Sheshika Maharaj's perspective on this. I don't know about that. If he, Ashwin Prabhu, if you can give me some specifics. None of our people do that right. that I know of. Uh, I don't know everybody in the world and what they're saying. Uh, but playing on national sentiments with the Bhagavatam, I mean, you could play on any sentiment with the Bhagavatam. Bhagavatam has every, <laughs> everything in it. <laughs> it's one yeah. of the reasons it's such an important book. Okay. But I would just say in general, because I don't want to you know, be glib in answering him. It's, a, it's an important question he asks, actually. Sure. And that is, um, you know, Prabhupada said, "Sell the books on their own merit." He said, "You can sell them on their own merit," and I think that's better, for the most part. Uh, try to translate what the books are saying into a, a language and give people a context so that they can appreciate it. Mm. And but don't go too far off into weird stuff, uh, and just for a gimmick. And the reason, again, I mean. Partly, and I would say foremost, is you cheat yourself. If you if you're straightforward and sincere in presenting the book, then what you get is you're going to find a lot of sincere people. And you know, partly, I feel it's Lord Chaitanya sends them to you because he said, "Okay, you, you got to I got a bunch of sincere people here. Here's who I'm sending them to is <laughs> this person who's being straightforward." You know, right. Right. By the same token, if somebody's giving some nationalistic thing, you know, it's like those are the people that are going to attract them perhaps, you know. Right. Um, you know, at the same time, I don't know what people are saying about nationalistic uh, policies or whatever in the Bhagavatam. I can't imagine how the two go together uh, except for maybe, you know, look at people are being converted in, in India and uh, we should spread our culture. That's not so bad. Uh, I guess... Everyone uh, presents according to their own level of understanding. But uh, honestly, Ashwin Prabhu, I'd be really interested if you'd send me a uh, a letter and I'll I'll look into it more carefully. I always preach, number one, our our topmost priority is to leave everyone with a good impression. Take mm-hmm. a book, don't take a book. If they look uh, cross-eyed at you, uh, don't, you, know? follow what Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, be humble. Uh, don't condescend to people. Don't think that you're God's gift to the world. Go out there with humility, like the great acharyas do. And, you know, that's the chance to practice it. Right. And uh, here, here's something you're going to like, Namrat's Prabhu. Srila Bhaktisiddhantus told his followers about book distribution and going out to, to preach in general, which, you know, it's taking a risk because it's a risk to your ego. It's like, what if somebody says no? Practically, they barely ever do, but and when they do he said when people refuse you or they argue against you or they or they ignore you he said that gives you spiritual blood for your spiritual body you get chidrakta spiritual blood for your chid sharira so think of it as you're as you're taking that austerity that you're actually you know building your spiritual body so to speak you know metaphorically amazing amazing
0: There's a question. I know you spoke about World Gita Day. Can you um, explain how one can participate in that?
1: Yeah. Uh, Okay. World Gita Day is Gita Jayanti. So Gita Jayanti is one of the most important days where we can um, present Bhagavad Gita on a world stage. And so one of the ways you can do it is by getting our information kits, uh, which I'll give you the um, links for.
0: Sure, you can give me the link, and I can post it in the comments. Okay.
1: And uh, when you do that, let's see. Here, I got my World Gita Day, also on Facebook. I'm just grabbing the links right here. Sure, sure. Where's the chat box on this uh, thing? Uh,
0: If you go to the right, there is the private chat. Okay. And then you can send it to me, and I'll post it in the comments.
1: Oh, I think I just put it up there. I see it. Everybody. (laughs) Sorry. I'm glad it wasn't anything secret. Um, Yeah, you can get involved with your local um, community. Most most temples are doing something for World Gita Day. You can also contact us at those uh, links. And um, you can tell other people about it. You can distribute Bhagavad Gita's before World Gita Day. We also... Are doing a uh, a worldwide international presentation on Zoom, starting in New Zealand, going through Japan, then it's coming uh, through every time zone in the world. Uh, be a twenty-four hour presentation glorifying the Bhagavad Gita. There's a, a a creative contest during that time for videos, artwork, uh, ex- musical expressions, or just talks to to show uh, appreciation for the Bhagavad Gita. And uh, it will be viewed all over the world, culminating in a Maha Fire Yoga with social distancing at Kurukshetra. Wow, amazing! And so, if you want to participate in that, uh, give us a, a ring. If you want to distribute Bhagavad Gita's, let us know. If you want to, if you know somebody who wants to donate to have Bhagavad Gita's placed, we're showering the world as we speak right now. Namras, there's a million, well, millions. Uh, that's when we get to the billion. There's thousands of Gitas going out today, right now, being shipped everywhere, Mm -hmm. all over the world. Because we're going to hit this 2 million mark, I guarantee you. Wow. It's the work of everybody together in the world. So be part of it. Get in on it somehow, even if it's... I posted the
0: link in the comments. So if you're interested, please check that out. Another question from Mark Kelly. In the early days of learning book distribution, I found certain books harder to distribute. Do you recommend or have more success with a particular book, especially for people that have no prior knowledge of Krishna consciousness? Great question.
1: Oh, yeah. Hey, Mark, thanks a lot. Um, I've always liked to say that um, the best book for a book distributor to distribute is the one that he or she likes the best. You're gonna have more enthusiasm, you know. If, right. like when I read the Shri Shabnamashad, when I first joined the temple, actually I got it before, but I read it carefully on the bus back and forth to my sankirtan spot, and it just changed my life so profoundly that I always had a love for Shri Shabnamashad. I still do. Mm-hmm. I recite it every day. I give it to people, you know, and it just means so much to me. So if you pick a book, people, you know, that you know that uh, you like, you, the enthusiasm will come out. Bhagavad Gita is re- really important uh, the Sri Upanishad is great we're finding a lot of people getting the Bhagavatam, the whole Bhagavatam set um are just it, it's life changing to just put it in their home and and start off reading it but there's other small books too that are are really uh, helpful for people to get going uh there's a whole there's a plethora of small books that you can that you can get from the BBT that are nice
0: i've heard um I've heard that the science of self-realization is quite a popular book for like a very new
1: person. Yeah, it's very popular. Came out in 1977, just before Prabhupada left. He saw the book. Uh, you know, he didn't mind it. You know, a compendium like that, but um, he still liked the Bhagavad Gita. You know, right. Uh, but but it's nice. I I always like to give you know, another book along with the Gita as well. So people get sort of more of an introductory sometimes. Right, right. Um, Then we have another question uh, from Naresh Chauhan. What are the best places to distribute? Well, it depends where you are. Like recently, Naresh, we've been talking to devotees all over the world. Some places they're totally undercover. We can't even talk about where they are because the government is so oppressive in some places that you can be uh, you know, thrown in jail for this. You can be killed actually in some countries uh, where, you know, if you're seen trying to convert people who are in a particular religion in these countries, again, not mentioning any names, uh, you know, you can be in big trouble. So, you know, in those places, devotees have have, uh, have innovated. Uh, for instance, some of the countries they're using the internet a lot, and they have to keep switching around because if they get tracked down there too, they have to Uh, you know, change again. Um, Some of the best places right now during the pandemic, uh, join a calling party and you can sell books by phone. You can also connect up with uh, programs. We have Shastradana, which means we collect money ahead of time for people whose heart really is into books and they want to see them placed. So we have a a mechanism we started almost 10 years or more ago uh, called Motel Gita. It's expanded into multi-channels, uh, you know, just like Amazon started with just books and now it does all kinds of things. So similarly, right. our Motel Gita, we're rebranding it currently because we, we put books in so many places, uh, you know, not just motels where we've put, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of books already in motel rooms. But uh, then we have hospitals that's been really popular now. And uh, we get so many letters back from people who are reading the Gita while they're sick in the hospital. And they're so thankful because they're just desperate in there, and they're feeling um, they're feeling detached, uh, uh, really um, disjointed from mm. reality or from happiness in life. And when they read the Gita, they get a message that that really lifts them up.
0: Mm, wonderful. Uh, Chaitanya Prakash says, "What would you say to devotees?" and and non-devoted that read the books and pick out quotes and say that this does not resonate with progressive
1: times? Well, uh, there's two two ways that I would answer that or will answer that. And that is that uh, people uh, often first relate to the devotee who gave them the book, and, mm-hmm. who is, and they see it in you. You're the modern day. Like, if you get to know Namras Prabhu, and then Namras uh, Prabhu gives you a book, then, you know, the way you see it is through the lens of, well, I know Namras Prabhu, you know, and he's one of the nicest people I ever met. And he's smart, intelligent, and his family's nice. And, you know, they want to emulate. So uh, people go by their heart, really. And so that's important, that you have a personal relationship with people so they develop trust in you. And also helping people see uh, the... um. Wider perspective of the books. Anybody can cherry pick and pick out anything out of context and say, oh, it's like this, it's like that, it's out of step. But you could say that about any uh, spiritual book in the world, practically. You know, there's the history and context changes so quickly. Right. Uh, I grew up in, you know, I was born in 1956. I grew up in the 60s and 70s. And uh, things are vastly different now, culturally, sociologically, than they were then. There's certain phraseologies that if I use now, I would be considered uh, really out of step. And that's just a few years ago, (laughs) to speak of more than that. Mm. So when you read Prabhupada's books in their entirety, or at least a little more comprehensively, if that is such a thing, a little more comprehensively, uh, Mm. then you start to get the overall picture that these are spiritual books. They're not about uh, the body. It's the opposite, actually. The other kind of uh, quotes and uh, points that come up there are incidental. So if you see them in that context, it's very helpful. So I guess my final answer really to you, Prabhu, is to, to you have to help people along to understand them. And that's one of the reasons why the Bhagavatam says you have to have the book Bhagavata and the person Bhagavata as well. They go together. Hmm. You know, it's not. We just throw the somebody in a room with the books and say, you know, like now you're Krishna conscious. They have to have society and they have to have association. Prabhu, go ahead.
0: I feel like the theme is that, like, when someone asks, like, what is the best book to distribute, and you said the book that you like the most, and then, uh, you know, how should we explain the books, like, you should get the book from someone who can explain it to you as well, like, so there's that kind of personalism there that's, that's very important, That wasn't, I would say so important, but now we're, as we're bringing that to the forefront that we should have a relationship like, uh, and, and it should be more personal. So the people are attracted to not just the books, but also the person who gave it to them essentially. Is that, is that a correct way of thinking? Yeah, very much so. Well put. Okay, great. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, Great convo. I know you spoke about books being a timeless medium and how books are powerful vessels. Was impressed by this. Do you not feel that with the passing of time, people will move toward digital mediums instead? It seems people are less hard book keen. I know we touched on this a little, but if you could elaborate on that. Yeah,
1: sure, sure. Yeah. And great to hear from you, Radhika Prabhu. Um, There are various demographics. Some people prefer one medium over another, but books are not going away. I have stacks of articles, uh, research from the industry itself that say books are not diminishing. Bookstores still popular, books themselves, people, for some reason, they still buy millions and millions of paper books. The aesthetic uh, is completely different. Look at right now, anybody who's watching uh, media nowadays, you look at any any kind of broadcasts uh, from YouTube or on the news, and you'll notice, what are people sitting with? I mean, I showed our whole summer diet. Yeah, books, right? If you see, you know, uh Barack Obama at home or something like that, 99% chance you sit in front of a bookshelf. Yeah. Right. If you, any any person they put on the air, there's like, there's a bookshelf behind them and there's books on it packed. There's so many books on it. They, they have to put them horizontally, not just vertically, you know? So, uh, devo- uh, human beings have a love affair with books that is not diminishing industry-wide. Yes, there's an increase in some digital medium, but uh, it's not uh, eclipsing the paper book. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say it might not in the future, but there's no there's no prediction of that happening right now. Not in the next decade, even uh, that uh, you know. Oh, it's all finished with books. They're printing as many as ever, if not more. So right. it's available. It's still it's still a delivery system that that people are into. Mm. I'd like to touch a little bit upon
0: uh, our own sadhana in relation with distributing books and or sharing Krishna consciousness. Now, if you could kind of explain the connection between the two and the importance of it, uh, please.
1: Yes, I will do that right now. And if you don't mind, I'm going to share my screen again. May I do that?
0: Yes, please.
1: Okay, I'm just getting it set up so I can show you something when I do. Okay. And I'm going to share my screen, I hope. Oh,
0: I see it coming through.
1: You do? (laughs) That's good. All right. Here is what I like to call the four laws of book distribution not what I like to call it, it's what it is. It started where I left off before, where success is not a mystery, it's a recipe. So this is how we've been able in North America to triple book distribution in the last 10 years, triple. Wow. And these are the four laws that get us that got us there. And they are effective uh, for an individual, for a small community, for a large community, or for a global community. Uh, Krishna Conscious Movement in Expanding Book Distribution. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, here they are. First law is your sadhana must be strong. The second is you must get books. The third is the more you show, the more you sell. And four, you must organize. Hmm. And it, here's how they work. First law, as you uh, brought up very intuitively, your sadhana must be strong. So what is... Strong sadhana, strict, serious, and sincere. When you have strict, serious, and sincere sadhana,
0: Hmm.
1: then you get a taste. And from the taste, you get absorption. That's what we're looking for. That's where all advancement takes place when you're actually absorbed. Distraction is torture. Focus is nectar. Hmm. And when we have that, you distribute the overflow. You know, when you walk out on the street from the bhakti center, and you just chanted the best 16 rounds of your life, your countenance is glowing, and that's what people look at. <laughs> you know that you say, "Here, here it is." You know, and they're like, "Whatever you got, I want it." Right? That's that's what we're distributing. So it all starts with sadhana. Your day starts the night before. You know, it's not hard getting up early; it's hard going to bed on time. And right. that's the main trick, and chanting Japa. If you can't chant by yourself without distraction, start a Japa circle. We've had make Japa great again going here for a while. And it really works. Uh, online, even, we have japa circles where everyone joins together. Go for the basics in sadhana. You win with basics and athletics, in musical practice, everything. Uh, read a chapter of Bhagavad Gita a day. At least chant one chapter of Bhagavad Gita a day, because small victories add up. This is, these are Prabhupada's instructions. Please encourage the others to read this Bhagavad Gita at least one chapter every day. Bhagavad Gita, as it is, should be read by all my students at least one chapter per day. So to that end, Nam but we have this organization called ReadChad.com. It's called Chad, C-H-A-D. And this is an underground organization that you can join where we uh, we all chant at least one chapter of Bhagavad Gita a day. Wow. So you're just
0: saying just chant the, the Sanskrit.
1: You could do Sanskrit or English or both the Sanskrit and the English as a minimum. Right. Of course, read the purports when you can, but at least do that much and stay always connected to the Gita. And then you might or might not know about this app called Be a Sage, page by page.
0: Oh, this is wonderful. Yeah, this is amazing.
1: A little 41 on here. That's how many he dialed up. Let's say this person's looking at the app and he put in Srimad Bhagavatam. He wants to finish it in one year. Yeah. So then uh, he says then the app tells him for the pages, you have to read 41 a day. And if you put it by shlokas, yeah. because sometimes if digital doesn't me- measure pages, it'll tell you that number here also. Wow. And Then you can track it on here and how your progress is going and things like that. And if you want to just, if you read five, eight pages a day, you'll finish in five years. Wow. And it tells for all the books, you know, so it keeps you on track.
0: Be a sage page by page. It's an app on the app store. Amazing,
1: yeah. So uh, the first thing that we recommend really is this. um, Oh goodness! Can you continue sharing, or I'll stop sharing. There we are. Good. I can see you again. Okay. Great. Okay. So yes, Sadhana is the genesis. Strong, strict, sincere Sadhana is the genesis of the Sangatana movement, and the two things go together. It seems like a lot of things have to align for you to, for,
0: for you to have a good experience on book distribution. You have to go to bed on time. You have to have really good sadhana. You have to be organized. You have to have books. So it seems like, I mean, that could be challenging for people, but, but, but it's, it's the part of it. It's a, it's a whole, it's a part of the whole package of, of going out and doing that Yuggia, I would say.
1: Well, you know, any way you look at it, as you know, uh, Unless you have good sadhana, your life's going to be complicated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, in managing things, uh, I, it's always confusing. There are always things I don't want to do. Like call somebody, they got there's a big problem. It's a legal thing. It's a interpersonal relationship. I'm a temple president. I do GBC work. I got, you know, and if unless I read Prabhupada's books in the morning, it, it's really hard to be fortified enough to deal with all these complexities. You know. I always recommend to devotees, fortify yourself before you go out and meet the world. You know, you can't handle it, especially nowadays. Wow. And the second one's not so hard, Namras, get books. You see, the reason we came up with that, it's a simplified, it's like a law of thermodynamics. We went to major universities all over the world, and they did double-blind studies, and they found out that you can't distribute books you don't have. (laughs) It's such a simple pr- principle. Sometimes you'll miss it. But the fact is, if you get books and you put them in your car, you put them in your house, you put them in your pocket when you walk out the door. Let's just say you're going somewhere. Well, nobody's going anywhere nowadays, but you know, let's just say you're walking somewhere and you 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 have a case of Sri Panishads in your closet and you pull one out and you put it in your pocket. Mm. And you say to yourself, I'm going down to the to the store to buy some, you know, rice and dole. And I'm going to distribute this book before I get home. It changes the whole experience. Wow. You that know what sense. I mean? I if mean, that, if that's what you're thinking, like, okay, who's, who's the guy? You know, <laughs> who's <laughs> going to get this book? And uh, some devotees who heard this, they they put books. I, I gave this in a seminar about seven years, years ago, and they kept a box of books in their car, and they went to this program, and it was at a wealthy person's house, and he announced I need some books. I want to give them to my friends and stuff. And who's got books? And they were the only ones that had books in their car. So they went out and brought them in. And he said, I'll buy all of them. And there were only about 25 books, but he gave them $1,000. So the next time I saw him, uh, these two devotees, they said, this thing, get books. We always do it now. <laughs> because when you're ready, then Lord Chaitanya will line you up. Amazing. And Amazing. the third one is called, the more you show, the more you sell. Right. Because jivas are just wandering around universes looking at stuff, and they're trying to find something nice. That's why people put up billboards that say Coca-Cola. This is nice. It, you know, it's a, it's not true. It's not very nice. I mean, I hate to put it to anybody who likes Coca-Cola, but it, it's really a sugar water, you know, with some weird flavoring in it and some bubbles. Right. You take bubbles out, you're not going to drink that stuff. Uh, but people buy it. Why? Because there's a sign up there and there's pictures of somebody walking on a beach and you know, it's nice. So if you show them Bhagavatam or Bhagavad Gita, they'll take it. And the last one you talked, you mentioned earlier, you have to organize.
0: Mm.
1: And if you just organize, and here's one principle that always works, you're going to like this Namras. If you write down where you have gaps in your own personal sadhana and your own personal life or in your sankirtan team, write down where the room for improvements are, and you make just three improvements every month. Make a list, circle the things where you're going to improve three, and a, you'll grow an empire. Uh, and and your your life will will burst into positive change by making three little improvements every month. And if you don't make them, then you might be the same as you were last year. And right. you might be the same in 10 years. And your sangaton party can stay flat forever or never go anywhere unless you make improvements. Write three gaps that you feel
0: like are in your sadhana, and try to work on them every month.
1: Yeah, and same with Sankirtan team. Make a list when you're walking out the doors. Like, oh, this could have been better. That could have been. Better. You can find fifty of them if you really, you know, got your eyes peeled for that. And then once you write them down, you just prioritize it and you say, we're going to make even if they're tiny. There's right. a, there's an old adage in business that if if your organization in your organization if the if the people feel that uh, it's improving they'll do more than they than they have to mm. if they feel it's staying the same they do just what they have to and if they feel it's getting worse they get out of it they they quit mm. so you have to make uh, instru- uh incremental improvements in order to keep the environment exciting
0: mm. wow that's so awesome great um prabhu i'd like to to conclude with with your with your last thing um, last question I would say is that you are so positive. you're known for being very positive, very happy, uh, and very focused on book distribution. So what last uh, concluding words do you have for our listeners? how they can also be like you, how, how they can be positive and focused and also be inspired and like unlimitedly motivated to, to distribute Srila Prabhupada's books.
1: Well, first thing is to read them. Read them. Yeah, I mean, if you read Bhagavad Gita every day, it'll change your life because it's Krishna himself. There's no difference between the Bhagavad Gita and Krishna. And when he's when when you read that, you're it's going to resonate and you're going to feel a personal relationship with Krishna. And exactly. if you read the Bhagavatam, you'll you'll realize, I mean, read at least uh, make a make a vow to read a certain number of pages every day and see if that doesn't change your life. You know, a lot of times people say a devotional service, uh, yeah, I'm lagging this, that, and probably it doesn't work anyway. And you know, there's all these controversial statements in the books and this, that. Hey, you're not reading them, man. <laughs> I can guarantee you that's not a consciousness. Somebody's actually reading the books. If you read these books, you will, your life will change, and that's what it's all about. I mean, you have to make a vow to read a certain number of pages, I would say that's very, very important. And if you do that, you'll be naturally motivated. You know, book distribution doesn't necessarily mean you have to go in the street. A lot of, you know, there's a lot of busy people I talk to, like GBC-type people around the world, and they say, all you have to do is advocate. If you get on a Zoom call with us for 10 minutes and just say, this is a good thing, you should do it. That's all you have to do, and you're <laughs> going to distribute, you like, 10,000 books. <laughs> and, you know, Inder Doomedemar, he was on a call last week, and. uh his Holiness Jaipataka Maharaj, and we had Gopal Krishna Maharaj, and His Holiness Radhana swami will be on this week. And Vishakha, uh from, you know, the temple president and, and the manor,
0: which yeah, yeah.
1: is a brilliant speaker and a, an example of devotional service. And, you know, she'll get on and say, book distribution is good. I was there. Prophet said do it. You know, and that's all you have to do. Don't worry about anything else. And there are other people they can do backup services. Just help. You know, say, yeah, this is good. Uh, let me cook something. Let me help drive the books around, you know? Yeah. You don't have to go out and you'd uh, be on the front line. Or you can give money. You know, send in money and, uh, you know, give a dollar and say, you know, this is for S- selling Shapana shot And you do that, you're going to go to bed at night feeling like, wow, I just put a, a Shri Shri out into the world. You know, what's going to happen? And you're going to go to bed dreaming about that book. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing.
0: I, I, Something that I'd also like to say is that um, I noticed in your slide, it's like an overflow. It's like an overflow of your, what is that an overflow of? Is that a, your overflow of your own uh, inspiration or something?
1: Yeah. You know uh, that when you feel this, uh, let's just say you're chanting Japa, Hare Krishna mantra. Yeah. You suddenly get in this zone and you feel like, I don't want to stop. There's no more time. You're not looking at your watch. You're not thinking, like, when's this going to be over? Mm-hmm. You're just thinking, like, there's something in this that's so nice. I don't even know what it is, but I don't want to move. <laughs> it's just sweet, right? Yes, yes, This is absorption. I mean, these are the beginning stages of absorption, and we should try mightily every day to get in that zone. Yeah. Try. You know, it's Niamagraha is a principle that Rupa Goswami talks about. It's illegal to do devotional service and not get a result. And so you have to go in there with your hands out saying, like, give me something here. Come on, give me a molecule. You got to beg for it. Only beggars, you know, who are really asking for it. If you're going, you know, and looking at the Facebook and then you come out, it's like, ah, you know, this Hare Krishna movement doesn't work. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you have to work it. You know, everything works. It's just do it. And when you do that, then... Uh, you know, positivity and uh, optimism in life, it comes from being in the light. You know, we've got to to turn the light on and there's a a switch to flip, but we have to, you know, no one is going to take your hand and and make you flip it. You have to flip it yourself.
0: Wow. Well, I I personally feel very inspired. Book marathons are relevant, are very relevant. And I I totally feel that now. And I'd like to, be a part of it. So I'm gonna do something after this, and and you, I oh,
1: you just did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're done. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Book distribution is easy and fun. Is that yeah, the mantra? Right. Fun and easy. Fun and easy. Yeah. So, um, all my viewers, thank you so much for for coming on. We've had about like 110 people listening throughout this, and um. Again, my my uh, most amazing, you know, uh, deepest gratitude to you, uh, Vaisheshika Prabhu, for coming on here and, and talking about book distribution. So, if you'd like to get uh, engaged in book distribution, be participated any kind of way, please get in touch with Prabhu or his um, team. Uh, they are on Fan the Spark. There is Vaisheshika Das's Facebook page. Uh, they're on a lot of other social media platforms, um, and I put the uh, websites in the comments. Uh, and thank you so much Prabhu again for for joining us. Uh, that's episode 34 of the late morning program. Hari Krishna.
1: Nam keep up the great work. I love your humor. It really it really does lift my heart and I love your show. Uh, thank thank you. you so much. I really, it's really uh, cool what you're doing. Keep up the great work. Thank you Prabhu. Thank Hare you Hare, 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 Hare Krishna. Krishna. Hare
0: Krishna.